So you're going to be a starving artist. Have you considered something more, you know, practical? How will you make money? Why not get an MBA instead? We've all heard it before. Your family's well-meaning pleas with you to ditch your art and find something practical to pursue in your career, whatever that means. During practical advice for impractical pursuits, students in MSU's Arts, Cultural Management, and Museum Studies program will explore stories from industry professionals across arts and culture, arming you with all the knowledge you need to not just make it, but thrive. I am your host, Darian Jackson, and today we are going to discuss how to use social media to benefit your organization. Joining me today is Brittany Hobbs. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Brittany Hobbs. I am a marketing and communication strategist at Wayne State University, and I sit in the Office of Marketing and Communications and also serve as our licensing manager. Thank you for joining me today. Could you start by giving a description of your job title? Yes, absolutely. So as I mentioned, my job title is marketing and communication strategist. And what that means is I sit on our marketing strategy team to help develop different um, strategies of how we can get Wednesday out there, how we can boost the reputation and the stature of the university. And so we look for opportunities um, to do that. Part of my job is I work with undergraduate admissions and enrollment management to look for those kind of opportunities to help to, again, promote the reputation of the university. I also sit on our social media team where I help run um, our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, as well as LinkedIn, and really pay attention to those mediums and how our audience is interacting with those. Okay. Do you conduct any kind of research on your target audience? Absolutely. Um, We look at a lot of different things. So the great thing about social media is that as a business page, um, it gives you a lot of different tools to see what your reach is, what your impressions are, how many video views, the time of days that your audience is like. And so um, we use that to really see what messages is our audience, uh, you know, reacting to. What do they like to see? And so that's really been helpful in this time of the pandemic where we can see, okay, they want to see a lot of warrior pride. You know, as we know, a lot of people are, a lot of students aren't on campus. And so our students love our campus. They love our city. Um, And so we, every time we post something about our city, our audience raves on that. So we use that to look at what type of um, information they like. We also do really straight out forward posts. So a month or so ago, we did a poll actually on our platforms to ask them, what kind of content are you looking for? You know, what do you want to see more of from us? Um, So that way we can really be sure what we are presenting to them is what they want to see. Of course, we still have the um, goals in mind of what the university wants us to get out there, but we really think it's important to um, do research on our audience and make sure that they are getting the content that they are looking for. Okay. I know you mentioned before about some of the social media platforms that you use, but are there any like two that you specifically focus on to get outreach? Yeah, so our two main channels that we 
probably put the most content on is Facebook and Twitter. Um, mainly because it has the largest audiences on those two platforms. Um, it also gives us a lot of space to be able to get different messaging out there. Um, Instagram and LinkedIn are more targeted in terms of the types of content that we use, which is also kind of led by the algorithms that are on those platforms. So as we know with Instagram, um, it's highly picture focused. So when it, we look at the kind of content that we share on Instagram, we also look a lot into the photo that we're sharing, thinking about that audience and spe specifically if that will perform very well for them. Um, but our two main channels that we put the most content on is Facebook and Twitter. What are some marketing strategies that you use to interact with your target audience? I would say, so kind of back to my earlier point of how we poll our audience, um, we do a lot of social listening to them, of not only to what we are posting, but also what they are posting. We watch how they are posting it to really look at what is our audience, um, what do they prefer? What are they leaning more towards? Um, you know, with Instagram, again, we use like, different photos that will really make an impact, but it's different on Twitter, right? And so Twitter, you might, it might be easier just to do kind of a quick tweet, retweet, which is really popular on Twitter. So we'll either retweet it natively, or we'll also put a quote with it, um, depending on how it's framed. So we use a lot of different strategies to try to get our content out there. Um, we also, when we, when it comes to interacting with our audience, we also will follow them back on Instagram, um, like their photos, like their uh, videos, and we will reshare it as well. So then that way they really see that we're interacting with them. We want them, you know what I'm saying, to, um, to talk to us. And then we also use our Instagram stories a lot, which also goes over to our Facebook stories. And if we ask them a question, we'll repost their answer, right? Using more really as a conversational piece and an interaction piece. So you said you kind of respond to them. Is there someone in charge of doing these responses or do you also like give them that like a chat box option or something like that? Wonderful question. So um, yes, we do have somebody who is responsible. Our team is comprised of myself from a strategy standpoint, um, and then uh, one of our web content managers, she's on it as well because our social team sits under our, our web team. We also have two students um, that sit with us and an editorial specialist. Our two students and our web content strategist, I'm sorry, web um, content manager, they are typically the ones who are responding on a day-to-day -day basis through a system um, called Agora Post. And so that allows them to see all of their questions or responses in that post. However, on days such as today, when we have an active story going on, um, whoever is in charge of that story, which is myself for today, will go and check back in to see if anybody has tagged us in the story so we can add it to the story. So overall, on a day-to-day -day basis, we do have a student who looks at that, who responds. We have a back channel in Slack where we talk to each other so we're not just answering something just kind of off the whim, but really trying to have a thoughtful answer. And then we'll talk about it. And then the students will go in and actually um, respond back to that.
important is it for you guys to collect and analyze the data and analytics that you receive from your social media outreach? Extremely important. Um, there have been things where uh, we thought that it would perform very well and it had flopped. Or things where we're like, oh, we're not really sure how it, how it will perform and then it soars. So, for example, recently we did a social media post um, about, it was called Profiles and Warrior Strong. And there were four members of our community who were recognized for their um, contributions, you know, to academics, to their community over this time during the pandemic. Typically, posts where we just have a profile photo of, um, of different people, they don't perform well, right? And so it was really one of those where, okay, we're putting it out there um, for the university to, it's more of a political kind of post is what we call them. So make sure that we get it out there, but also to celebrate these warriors and for their achievements that they've done. Not sure how it'll do. However, it soared and it performed well across all of our platforms. So I say that to say that, you know, our analytics are really important to watch what is really performing with our audience. We won't be in a habit of performing or using posts that have profiles. However, when it's really something that's about warrior pride, which is performing very well for us, we will continue to post that. You know, uh, the poll that we did with asking what kind of content do you want to see? One of the questions was, do you want to see more content about Detroit? Do you want to see more student takeovers? We took that information because they are our followers and we've started implementing it more into our strategy for social media. So that way we know that we are using the content that we want or, or that our audience wants to see. And so that data gives us, it, it helps us in the long run to be able to improve our reach, improve our impressions, improve our engagement on the channels and really be able to interact with our audience in the way that they want to be interacted with. How do you guys incorporate negative and positive feedback into what you decide to produce next? Yeah, so I would say positive. I just kind of mentioned it in terms of, you know, they it helps us to give content and context and what's going on um, and put it on our channel and to, to maybe show it differently, right? Um, if someone comes back and say, you know, this is great, but the the information is great, but the data is wrong. We'll go back and tweak it or we'll look at other ways of how maybe we can present that information differently. Um, we are always looking at if we're presenting something in the right way or if it can be changed. So we definitely take that feedback. We also get a lot of responses on our channels about different departments or trying to get in contact with different departments. So we'll take that feedback and we actually share them directly with those departments. And so we have contact information in those departments of saying, hey, if someone comes to say something about our student center, who do we go to? And we can do that. And then it allows us to go and respond directly to our followers. So then they see that we're also responsive. Um, but we definitely, if, you know, a topic was popular or something, with our followers, however, they didn't like how we presented it or how we showed it, we might try it a different way um, or just ask them, you know, what are they looking for? 
Do you use any specific social media monitoring tools to figure out demographics and things like that for your audience? Yeah, absolutely. So we use a system that I mentioned a little bit earlier um, called Agora Post. Agora Post not only allows us to um, see what people are asking us or their comments on our different posts, it also allows us to see the most active times that our followers are on the channels. Um, it allows us to see the most popular hashtags that were being used. So for example, right now we're in the midst of commencement season and our hashtag that we use is my WSU story. So the mentions and the usage of that hashtag comes through Agora Post, and we can see that it's moving up um, to the top. Of course, people always use Wayne State um, as a hashtag, but it allows us to kind of just see the ebb and flows of our audience, of what's popular with them, what they like. Um, we also have another system that we actually use to schedule posts, but it's called Buffer. Um, and Buffer allows us, like I said, to schedule posts, but it also allows us to analyze um, the content that's coming through and how it performed. And so each week we pull social um, statistics from our channels, mainly using um, Buffer Analyze that allows us to see what was our reach on our Instagram stories, what was the exit rate, so how many people exited out of our story after they saw what they needed, how many people continued to progress forward, um, and also how, you know, what was the, the total reach of all of those. So we use a couple of different tools to make sure that we can truly get the full picture of our, of our audience. I guess if there's anything you wanted to add or like any advice for someone wanting to work in social media or being of use to someone, like what kind of tools should they get if they're entering the workforce, like trying to get a position with you or in social media and marketing? Absolutely. So one thing that I would say um, that's really helped me in social media and learning it and really understanding it is to stay up to date with trends. You know, um, my own personal social media life is not necessarily active in terms of I don't post every day. I don't post a picture every day. You know, I'm definitely not an influencer. However, I am paying very close attention to those things and seeing what people are reacting to. What do people like to do? Um, what are people participating in? And so my advice for anybody looking to go into social media or marketing in general is to pay attention to those things, right? And to watch really closely what are, what's happening, what's the trend. Again, going back to this pandemic right now, you know, when it first happened, it hit everybody off guard. But quickly, marketers, um, advertisers had to figure out, okay, everyone is at home. How do I still sell my product um, and get people interested in it, even though they're at home? And so what have you started seeing? Commercials that look like Zoom meetings. Um, you've started seeing, you know, commercials with masks and things like that. And so my job at a university is to figure out, Yes, we're at home, but how can I still help our followers to see that we are still university, we are still active, we are still here to give um, students an experience. And really paying attention to what people are reacting to has helped me to see that and help my team to see that and be able to, to really tweak our content. So trends is very important. 
um, learning and trying to think more about the psychology of people and how people think and what gets them to react is very important. And that would definitely be my advice to anybody going into social media marketing and flexibility, because one day something can be what you want to share, what you want to show, what you want to showcase. And the next thing it can next day, it can all change. So flexibility is very important. Creativity is very important. Looking for those opportunities of how you can really become creative and stretch that mind, that part of your mind is important as well. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today and sharing your information and advice. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. This has been Practical Advice for Impractical Pursuits a Michigan State University Arts, Cultural Management, and Museum Studies podcast. Thank you to our program director, K.F. Latham, and the Michigan State University College of Arts and Letters for supporting this project. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect official entities of Michigan State University. To hear more episodes and learn how Michigan State is training future arts administrators to manage with compassion and care, visit artsmuseumsmanagement.cal.msu.edu forward slash podcast.